Hi, guys. I'm Kristen, and this is Carla. Hi. Join us as we explore origin stories and fun facts or something. We're having some technical difficulties, so hopefully we can get this episode recorded. <laughs> also, Carla's having brain difficulties. Brain difficulties? My brain as per usual. It's not working. Yeah. Oh, well, my no, brain isn't working more either. than usual. Oh, okay. <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> I was going to defend myself, and that didn't happen. <laughs> okay, so How we're going to... you? Oh. 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 Awkward what? silence. I was going to say, we're going to do things really differently this this week. <laughs> Including shutting Carla down. Oh, no, that's the same. <laughs> no, okay. Concentrate. We're, so we're going to do things differently this week. Uh, where we're just going to do one one topic. So Carla's topic is going to be this episode. And then my topic is going to be the full episode next week. Um, Everyone immediately tunes out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you next week. <laughs> Just talking quietly in a corner. I guess I'll share my story of my Barbies. I don't uh, have Barbies. You don't have Barbies? Why not? Because I don't have any. You, did you exchange them all for <laughs> built built lilies or whatever her name was? <laughs> oh my gosh. My neck and shoulders are killing me lately. From what did you working do? at a stupid office and like not being <laughs> able to move you. for twelve hours. What did hours. you do? <laughs> what did you Aww. do? You yeah. need to drink more of whatever I'm drinking. Is it alcohol? Because I would it love is. to. Is it really? It's, I should have. Yeah, it's cider, hard cider. <gasps> oh yeah. Is it? Damn it. Rhubarb, Lone Tree. Ooh. We're not sponsored by Lone Tree, but I'd like to be mm. because they make the best and they probably have... the only good apple cider that I've had here. Oh really? Anyway. I've had lots of good apple good. ciders, but they have no, a really, you're in they're really good. apple country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Lone Tree's good. But the cranberry Lone Tree, the best. The worst one I had? Oh, what was it? There was one that I had tried just recently. Oh, boy. Terrible. Tasted, like, so synthetic. I'm like, what the oh, heck did you make this out of? That's what I find, um, but, Summer's Bee or whatever. That one. Yeah, I don't like that one. It's, Maybe that was the brand. It, it tastes so fake. Like, it's so sweet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is the Ew. rhubarb one good? I didn't even know they had a rhubarb one. Uh, the Lone Tree one? Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's not my favorite by okay. any stretch. I like uh, cranberry best than the dark one, where it's like dark cherry or something, or dark oh, blackberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a mix of stuff, but yeah, rhubarb's good. Yeah. Nice. Um. So, any news? Mm, no. You look like you're just desperate for me to get going. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> I literally have nothing happening in my life right now like I just feel like such a zombie because I'm working 12 hour days yeah. and then the weekends like this weekend was actually pretty relaxing we played tennis yesterday and this morning which was awesome Whoa. it didn't rain nice. on us which was fantastic um but I just feel like I kept pushing myself all weekend to like get outside. I'm like, I need to go for a hike. I need to go for a walk. Like I have a really hard time yeah. like just staying inside because 
all week at work. Yeah, you're stuck. Inside. I'm stuck inside. Yeah. yeah, and I was. That's what I really noticed. I was missing out on. I'm like, Aww. I need fresh air. Like I need to, and especially right now, like it's super springtime yeah. here. So it smells yeah. so good and like Aww. everything's blooming and blossoming and the trees, like all the leaves are coming out. Yeah. So it's like extra that feeling of just wanting to be out in the fresh air. Yeah. But that conflicts with also my desire to be super lazy and just be chilling inside. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I hear you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, like here I was so geared up. I'm like, yeah, we're finally going to get sunshine and nice warm temperatures. We had like one day of kind of nice warm temps and then it snowed like full on winter again oh my I'm like, god i don't want to ever wake up and see a blanket of snow again you guys april Brutal. end of april yeah snow that's gross so today finally it was like warm ish not as warm as it could be and but then i'm still incredibly fatigued right battling mm. fatigue but i i'm also getting a little energy back so i keep mm-hmm. pushing myself too fast because I'm oh. like, I feel great. And then, yeah, it's like that in-between spot. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. can't regulate it. It's insane. So today we went for this nice walk, and then at the end of it, I was so cranky and just done and tired. Oh, no. And everyone's kind of looking at me like, we had fun. We're fine. And I'm like, no. That was terrible. <laughs> like, Nobody okay. had fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate that, though. It's almost like when you're a kid, and it's like, oh, it's time for nap time. And your parents are telling you, oh, you're you're hungry or you're tired. And you're like, no, yeah. I'm actually upset about this. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize, oh, no, I was just tired or hungry. And you're like, oh, it's so true that, like, why did that, that moment have to be ruined? Because I was yes. tired or hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and sucks. the worst for me was that I still blame myself, but outside of, like, the anemia right where I'm like oh I'm so out of shape and just what is like you know like I get (laughs) so discouraged I'm like whoa chill (laughs) just like it's okay you're fine you're taking care of it you're not to blame I am but I'm not anyway on that note I had a nice cider probably to soothe the ache in my heart because this topic was a nightmare (laughs) you guys okay I think that like people listening to this podcast should do like a drinking game or something for every time that Carla says that her topic is yeah. a nightmare. You guys, research is hard. <laughs> like, it's so hard. Because I didn't know a lot of basic things that I kind of, like, not that I should know, but there was a lot of stuff I had to, like, hardcore research for this. So I mm-hmm. have thousands of pages of research. And then the result is, like, I could tell you in two sentences. And... You would get it, and we can all go home and goodbye. <laughs> so this is going to be a five-minute episode. But then I was I like, just think it's like... hilarious because I kind of do the opposite in a way. I mean, I do a lot of research, so I have, like, I start out with a I lot of research. I to. But I get to the point where I'm like, that's too in-depth. I'm not going there because I can't. Like, my brain stops me before I go there. I get those topics, mm. but I couldn't do it. Because I needed to understand what the heck was going on. Okay, right? see, I don't have that need to understand things. Maybe that's uh-huh. the difference between <laughs> You're useless. You guys, I need your support in this because Kristen is useless. <laughs> I do feel your pain. Well, that's why all of my topics do you? trail off at the end where I'm like, and then it's done. Oh, you want trailing off? This whole thing trails off. The beginning, middle, and end. Individually, the parts trail off. And yet, you guys selling this on it, (laughs) right? It's a whole episode of just me 
struggling through world history. Oh my god! You know what will help you get through? How do I not this, have everybody? alcohol right now? You guys, you need to get yourself a shot of vodka to help you get through this because it is the history of vodka. Is it? Ah, yes. Cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that we were talking about drinking so much. Right? (laughs) Yeah. You thought it was by accident. (laughs) Fool. (laughs) It's also a little bit drunk. So (laughs) that's good. This is great. I fall asleep (laughs) mid sentence. (laughs) Carla? Oh my god, she's dead. So, what is vodka? (laughs) Sadly, I didn't even know technically, like, what is a hard liquor. Like, which ones are which? I kind of was like, whatever, alcohol. <laughs> I don't know anything. So that was part one of 97 things that I had to research. I'm Why did you have of- to research? <laughs> I have to know what I'm talking about. I'm like oh bumblebees God, last time. <laughs> yes, I did. And you'll see why. Okay. okay. So it's a hard liquor. Yeah. Or a spirit, right? Okay. Vodka, brandy, absinthe, gin, rum, tequila, and whiskey are all hard liquors, right? Okay. They're known as hard liquors, well, sometimes spirits too, but because they contain way more alcohol or ethanol than other alcoholic drinks, like beer, for example. Right. But not only that, most hard liquors, well, all hard liquors are produced through distillation. so smarty pants do you know what distillation is i go to distilleries all the time and i buy my stuff from there i don't know the process of it (laughs) you son of a beep i thought you were gonna know it (laughs) no of course not what do you take me for (laughs) so (laughs) vodka well i guess any kind of but anyway it's an alcoholic drink produced by distillation of grains fruits vegetables so people can even use like corn or even just sugar that have already gone through fermentation. Okay. So you need a okay. fermented product. Okay. And the key is distillation. So the distillation process concentrates the liquid to increase its alcohol by volume. Okay. So alcohol by volume is the thing they all go talk about for 10 hours. I didn't care, but whatever. <laughs> okay. You okay, didn't so care, but the... you researched it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't even know. Oh, whatever. So. <laughs> Shut it. So just the process of distillation, for example, was known in ancient times. But guess what, everybody? They didn't they don't really know who Of course not. Why would they know yeah. the All of, of this? Okay. No one knows anything. Because <laughs> alcohol evaporates. How do they know what's left over? <laughs> See, when you don't actually do research, you can just make statements like that. I'm gonna make lots of statements, everybody. <laughs> So, okay, the earliest claim that I can find where there's, like, pretty reasonable evidence is that it started as far back as, like, 500 BC in India. Yeah, because they had, like, found some fancy distillation contraptions and that kind of thing. Um, Some of them were saying maybe it was alcohol, right? Uh But you can distill, like, salt out of water or whatever, right? Like, the... Oh, yeah. You know, like when you have salt water, you can distill it and then separate. Right. So distilling is basically you're just separating something from a liquid, right? Like, or not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like you create the little vapor. And so you basically heat up the liquid. 
the vapor gets caught on like a dome or whatever, like or a cap, and then that vapor drips down, like it condenses, and it drips down as a separate, right. into a separate little okay. uh, bucket or whatever. <laughs> Next week, the history of buckets. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Um. So. The thing is, people weren't really doing this for drinking purposes, right? They were like, alchemists were figuring out this distilling thing, but right. for like scientific medicinal reasons. Sometimes it was used for religious type ceremony stuff where they like, they figured out that wine could be distilled. And then there was this like vapor that was highly flammable. And so they would do these like ceremonies or something where they would like basically dump this flammable thing on them and they wouldn't catch on fire i don't know it was a whole thing that i didn't care to get into (laughs) what the hell kind of thing like i love that they spend the time and energy to do that for some religious thing they probably had invented like lighter (laughs) fluid or something crazy like that (laughs) but they're like no no we won't use it for anything practical like yeah they can't make fires which they're dependent on let's try to make gold out of nothing alchemist (laughs) okay (laughs) meanwhile they're like assistant is just getting hammered this ethanol is great i need to drink it first before i distill it (laughs) right and then distill it more and drink it again. Okay, so the inflammable nature of the exhalations of wine was already known to ancient natural philosophers such as Aristotle and our good friend Pliny the Elder. Or Pliny? Or oh, yeah. Pliny! So they're all like, you know. And then everybody points to about 800 to 900 CE. This famous Arab alchemist. Oh, I don't know how to say his name. Jabir ibn high-end question mark (laughs) um and so even though the distillation of wine is like i guess written about in these arabic works they didn't drink alcohol so oh yeah yeah they didn't it was purely for like medicinal i guess purposes question mark or scientific kind of stuff right right um distilling technology passed from so you know how like the arabs got hold of like (laughs) they had all the greek knowledge they saved it from the big fire and the destruction and all right. this stuff and then yeah, so yeah. then they got all the kept all the cool libraries and records so the distinct distilling technology was sort of i think it was like in the greek times then they got hold of it they maybe made it better and then it returned to the uh medieval latins with the earliest records of distilling wine being f- were found in the early 12th century. Okay, so it was this whole complicated thing. Okay. Okay, so 12th century is like kind of where people say the true distillation of alcohol really started. Right? Okay. Of alcohol, not just yeah. any, right? Um, there's huge debates. Everyone's like, oh, maybe earlier. I don't care. It could have been earlier in China, for all we know. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so... Again, true distillation, the way that we'll be talking about it from now on, is alcohol as alcohol boils and condenses. And then, like, they have, like, these column stills. So it would, like, um, I guess, reboil through the column. You can, like, distill the liquid over and over and over again. Okay. So vodka is distilled several times, for example. Oh. Gin is also distilled several times. I'll get I get more to that gin. later. But... Oh, you do? Yeah. 
Interesting. Just wait till you hear what happens. Okay. So, like all spirits, you need Mm -hmm. to distill the base ingredient. So, let's remember, hard liquor, all distilled. Yes. It's not like wine or beer where it's just fermented. It's just fermented, yeah. You don't have to know anything. It could ferment by accident. You're like, ooh, alcohol. No. (laughs) Stilling, you need the technology. You need the devices. You have to have the knowledge, right? Okay. Um... When you're making something like whiskey, which is a hard liquor, you want to retain the flavors of the like fermented thing, I guess. So whiskey is often distilled to a lower proof, um, but with vodka, you distill to a high proof to produce unwanted flavors. So with the goal being 95% ABV, which is like crazy proof, but yeah, um, vodka will use multiple column stills or continuous stills to get the job done. So it just kind of keeps getting just okay just kind of keeps going through the process okay Uh so basically you're distilling the hell out of the liquid until it's just mostly alcohol yeah until there's like no flavor left Uh uh-huh okay yeah exactly it's vodka's known for being clear flavorless yeah alcohol and then once that's done i'll get to the process in a sec i'll just say okay so while vodka's origins are uncertain some historians believe that the distilled spirit um originated for medicinal purposes in Eastern Europe, either Russia or Poland in the 15th century. That makes sense. But (laughs) it doesn't. Okay, so I just want to say how vodka is actually made because I didn't know and I think it's cool and you guys can all shove it. We have a whole episode to cover. (laughs) I'm so warm today, aren't I? You guys are going to listen to me and you're going to like it. (laughs) Delete. Traditional vodka is made from Two raw materials, water and ethanol from the fermentation of cereal grains like wheat, sorghum, or rye. And you can use potatoes, corn, anything you want, but like the good stuff is usually like rye or wheat, like the kind of the famous thing. So after fermenting and then distilling, vodka undergoes a filtration and refining process to remove even more impurities and achieve a smooth mouthfeel. Probably got that from like a liquor website. (laughs) (laughs) and they usually use charcoal i think to filter so it's this whole thing they're just filter the hell out of it yeah um so you need again a fermentable base um so you're combining your base ingredient do you guys want (laughs) who's gonna answer me i was gonna say do you want to know the whole like (laughs) the process i guess you don't care you know basically what it is it's just kind of cool question you guys this is a mess I'll say it. Okay. To make a fermentable base, vodka makers will mix grains like wheat, malt, flaked maize, or rye with water and yeast. They then heat and stir the mixture, sometimes called vodka mash, to make sure it's well combined and ready to ferment. So then they ferment this mash for about one and two weeks. Okay. Um... The, this fermentation step is when the compounds begin to break down and produce simple natural alcohol called ethanol or ethyl alcohol. Then they strain the mixture and then they distill it, right? So um, they're just purifying the hell out of the liquid like we talked about. And all vodka makers have a different way of distilling and they have different recipes and that kind of thing, right? So the liquid that vodka makers have after distillation isn't all the same. As ethanol distills, the resulting liquid changes. So as it's distilling, um, there's like these stages and they have to kind of, I guess, maybe like whatever liquid is first, it's usually garbage and they toss it and then uh, 
then as it keeps going, it's like the good stuff. And then oh, the final okay. stage is like, they just squeeze whatever's left out of it kind of thing. It's got really complicated. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what this means. Then they filter <laughs> it. Then after it's filtered, they dilute it. This is important, right? Because otherwise you're going to have like the full 98% thing, which right. is a thing. There's a yeah. famous Polish drink called Spiritus, which is like full on. Oh my God. Higher than rubbing alcohol. Alcohol yeah. level. Jeez. <laughs> you're supposed to dilute those it's like absinthe you're supposed to dilute it like right you know um because vodka when it's like 40 percent um you don't have to dilute it and most russians and polish people don't do it they fr- have it cold just straight right, right? yeah but when you get to the 98 percent spirits you're like <laughs> you better dilute that like or you're dead suicide in a bottle <laughs> yeah actually my mom uh like had heard of people who died because oh they stupidly drink yeah well, it makes sense like that would give you alcohol mm-hmm. poisoning so fast i think it like ruins you like you can't breathe anymore or something oh my like god that. Just, like, just burns your esophagus something like that it's crazy yeah because it's pure it. alcohol in your lungs yeah. or whatever oh <laughs> your throat um <laughs> okay so who made it first well yeah. there's a whole host of countries who are in the so-called vodka belt did you oh, know god. there was a vodka there's belt? a vodka belt <laughs> i thought it was just <laughs> poland and russia <laughs> Me too. Quite frankly, I thought Russia started it all. So I was like, oh, what's this Polish thing? Why are they staking a claim? Yeah. But then I asked my parents about it, my Polish parents. I was like, you guys, what is this? Like, I didn't know Poland claimed, you know, uh, to like that they created vodka. And <laughs> neither of them had heard that before. Oh, my gosh. So you'd think that Polish people would be all over it right yeah and like proudly we discovered it we created it but so, my parents were like no nobody talked about that so is poland poland is the vodka belt or like who who else is in it <laughs> tons of people it's just the eastern bloc basically it's basically all of northern europe so you have belarus oh. estonia finland iceland latvia lithuania norway poland russia sweden and the ukraine Okay. And I think it's Finland or Sweden that has also claimed that they're the first. Oh, I mean, I guess it, I guess I, it kind of makes sense. Like, I don't totally not think that they're connected to vodka, but I just think it's so mm-hmm. Russian centric yeah. now. Even though Finlandia is there, it's like, oh but yeah, this will all make more sense. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> so the name vodka itself does have Slavic origins. Um, like voda in Polish is like it means water, and vodka in Russian is little water. Like it's a diminutive thing, right? Like <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, right. <laughs> vodka, tiny little water, so cute. Little um, water. As for the Russia versus Poland thing, I could go into this whole thing. There's a whole myth that Russians have, and then there's one mention of the word vodka in a 1405 manuscript in Poland. Oh my gosh. Poland like, clings to, I guess, and they're all just annoying and stupid and garbage. Everybody's <laughs> just think. fighting with each other for some <laughs> legacy. Yeah, so I can, I will argue that it wasn't even them, mm. really, but that it was them. <laughs> and there's a good reason. Well, whatever you'll see. So, um, uh, so early spirits were crude it's not like vodka was made first and everyone's like quick distill it even more and it's a beautiful clear thing <laughs> it's like, yeah distilled once right 
Um, so scholars debate the beginnings of vodka. Um, for many centuries, beverages differed significantly compared to the vodka of today, as the spirit at that time had a different flavor, color, and smell, huh. and was originally used as medicine. It contained little alcohol, an estimated maximum amount of about 14% only. No and, way. Yeah. And uh, the, I just have it here, they tacked on that the still allowing for distillation or the burning of wine um, was invented in the 8th century. So at least we know like after okay. the 10th century, people were starting to get serious about this. <laughs> I wonder who was that, like the first guy that just like, accidentally maybe like left something his fermented whatever whatever out or something accidentally fermented uh-huh. well and it's, then... the, it's the wine thing right mm-hmm. like wine is the original like you know right so they distilled fermented thing i guess but then even that. in china they did rice and in the middle east and everything they would they, anything yeah so the distillation um started with of alcohol uh-huh. started with wine Okay. That they know of, right? So that started, like, probably, I'll get to that, but in Italy about, so around 12th okay. century or so. That's why the 12th century thing is kind of the turning point. Because not only did they clue in that they were, like, it was, yeah, it was kind of when they realized, oh, there's ethanol. There's, like, a, Right. Because isn't vapor... sake or sake, um, mm-hmm. isn't, that's is from it rice, isn't it? Or I is it, am I wrong? thought so. Oh, you know, I didn't even check. I don't know. Oh, and not to totally. No, no, I, that's It just fine. made me think of it when you mentioned China and Japan. Right. Sorry, um, I totally went off topic. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Um, okay, so I think I have to skip this section. It made sense at the time, but... <laughs> that's going to be my entire topic for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost my whole thing. Just bear with me. I closed my document. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um. So the word vodka was. This is just so hard to explain. It's appears in texts, but sometimes the word used for actual vodka product, like the drink, mm-hmm. was different. It's a slang. Okay. Like Polish had a totally different word. Sometimes they didn't always use vodka. They had like a little. I forgot what it was. Um, but it kind of meant like to burn. So a lot of countries, they have a word for like, um, the burned wine thing. Okay. So I think that that's what was, I mean, that was what was first. So people were distilling things just once and they were coming up with things like brandy and like whiskey and all the, right. And it was all of those variations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning, as I was saying, vodka was only distilled once. It wasn't as like clear and fabulous, right? Um, but later they were like, very quickly actually, they were like, oh, let's try distilling it again. And then maybe let's filter it. Let's see how clear we can get this. Or let's see how strong we can get this. Right. Hint, okay. hint. This is maybe why <laughs> Poland and Russia were. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is not enough alcohol. Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are natural alcoholics. So... <laughs> Sadly, probably true. Okay, this is such a side note, little anecdotal story, but one of my, like, favorite typical, like, Polish memories, because I got introduced to the Polish culture through your family, (laughs) and, like, I basically lived at your house when I was in high school, 
<laughs> and I remember when we went to the Polish hall for New Year's one year, like to meet your parents, like <laughs> after like New yeah. Year's, they're like, come down. Cause they would always call us and be like, come, we're dancing. And yes. they'd be like so drunk already. <laughs> and so we went and your dad and your uncle were sitting at this table, this banquet place. Now this place had a bar that people were buying drinks at. And they're sitting there hiding full bottles of vodka <laughs> under the table and just swigging directly from the bottles. I was so in shock because I was not used to seeing that. Like, my mom would drink wine, like a glass of wine in the evenings or whatever. But, like, my parents nope. were not alcohol yeah. drinkers in that way at all. So when I saw that, I was so shocked. Where I'm like, what are they doing? They're hiding yeah. alcohol as if they're the teenagers. Like, we were the oh, teenagers yeah. at the time. And then at some point, like, it was just because of the like dumb laws, but I'm pretty sure the people who like ran the party were just fine with it. Where they're kind of like everybody was doing it. Yes. yes, yeah. My mom, like, I was just talking to her about it because I was talking about the topic, and <laughs> she doesn't, she can't really drink. Like, I can't drink either. I don't. Yeah. I'm not like, I don't get drunk in a fun way. It's, it's just I feel sick after. So yeah, I feel left out because everyone there are those people. And my dad's one of those people where he can drink oh and he can party hard and he's all jovial <laughs> and everything. But then he pays the price the next morning. You know, he's just puking all night. It's disgusting. (laughs) But yeah, so like, and so my poor mom would be at these New Year's bashes and she'd have like a little bit and she'd be fine, like all happy. Yeah. But then she, everyone else around her would be pressuring her like, here, have this spiritus or this vodka or whatever. And she's just like, get away from me. I don't want to drink this like crazy heart stuff. And they're just like hammered. But there's so many stories where they're puking and getting really violently ill because they try some cheap crap. And then <laughs> well, and they're drinking it straight like they were not mm-hmm. cutting it with anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then your dad with his, like, drunken, like, speeches and stuff afterwards. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, one of my favorite memories of him. It was always the, like, we'd be sleeping already. And he'd come down and be like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. You're the apple of my eye. Like, it was always this, like, and I, oh, my gosh. It just made me, like, he always said, like, really nice stuff. I'm like, oh, oh that's really sweet. And or you guys are like, Dad, crazy. go away. And I'm like, oh. I know. <laughs> or, well, I got the weird ones of, like, he came down once. And he's like, like, something like, picture it like a neon sign or something. Oh. He's like, Pepsi. And I'm like, what the hell are oh you talking about? <laughs> And I'm supposed to be picturing a Pepsi sign. I'm like, Dad. Oh, yeah. He'd get all, like, philosophical or, like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then if he goes start talking about music, that was even funnier because he'd kind of start half singing and just. (laughs) Oh, man. Classic. Yeah. Now he just sadly drinks by himself and he's just full of alcoholic. I'm like, Polish people suck. Oh, I don't no. think I know anyone that isn't, except for my mom. Yeah, in my community, they just drink like crazy. I'm like, how? <laughs> I'm I don't know. I mean, people. Yeah, they obviously build up some kind of tolerance or something right? to it. Like it's crazy. Like it's not, you guys, because people. You know, you might think it's a horrible stereotype, like with Russians drinking vodka mm-hmm. all the time. It's, but they do. It's just natural. <laughs> yeah. Like they just. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. I think it's just generally in Europe, though, they That's drink true. a lot. Like, even my family yeah, in Holland, they drink 
more hard yeah, liquor normal there than we do here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, and I, I guess they kind of do have a bit of a better better tolerance then, right? I'm guessing. I think, well, and they start a lot younger. Like, they have very different laws about... <laughs> Like, they're just more open with all of that stuff, right? So they're like, it's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. And here we're so like, you know, I don't know why we're so careful about it here and precious about it. It's like... It's because we're like, North America's founded by like, what the Quakers or whoever it was that was like, (laughs) that's why we don't talk about sex. It's why we don't drink. It's like, why we're so controlling and conservative in some ways. I know. You know. It's sad. Because... The parties were fun. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anyway. I know. Your family's, like, super fun to party with. Like, if you want a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, I kind of, through all my research, re- thought, like, anyone in the vodka belt can basically claim it as their own. Because, okay. And I'm not alone in thinking this. Other people, like one guy said... Um, it may well have been independently developed by different people in various parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even been stated that this is undoubtedly the case. Right? Oh, okay. So um, we need to talk about, oh, I didn't check the pronunciation, but aqua vitae or vitae, it's V-I-T-A-E. Oh, okay. I don't okay. remember how to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. I'll just say aqua vita because that's how some people like said it. Yeah. I'm just going to read this little blurb. So centuries ago, medieval alchemists distilled anything they could think of, apparently even human blood. Weird. What um, the hell? Often, yeah, wine was distilled into, I know, weird, huh? Wine was distilled into um, a stronger liquor, similar to brandy, often together with various herbs, roots, and spices. Um, but they were looking for ways to increase life expectancy and to cure various illnesses along the way, right? So... Again, it wasn't for recreational drinking. Distilled spirits seemed like a good idea as they would give you a warming feeling when you drink them. Mm. And they'd have... take your pain away, probably. Exactly. They have an instant effect on both mind and body, right? Ah. So, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously they were drinking wine and beer and stuff, but, like, this must have been... (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so, sense, especially with stuff like like scotch and whiskey and like brandy, like those kinds of things. Like you do feel warm after you drink yeah, it. Like it's really strong. I never understood why they yeah. showed in like some like period movies, historical movies, right? They should like would give kids sometimes even mm-hmm. a bit of brandy. Yeah, babies and like what the heck are they doing giving them brandy? And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's medicinal. Yeah, like, they didn't have baby Tylenol back then, right? So, yeah. yeah, and that's what they thought at the time, right? Wow. So I'm like, oh, okay. It's so funny, um, though, because when we watch those movies and stuff, we have such a specific idea of what alcohol is because of what it's turned right. into. So it's hard yeah. to even see it in that way of, like, how would, why would you give that to a baby, you know, know. or whatever, right? And I yeah. figured, like, the warming thing, like, I always yeah. suspected that was the thing, but they actually had more of a belief, like, here, I'll say, in the 13th century, there's a Florentine alchemist called Taddeo Alderati. Um, he was around, oh yeah, 13th century. He developed fractional distillation. Wow. Just um, like a fancier distilling. I don't know. Which was then <laughs> mostly used for the distillation of fermented products such as wine. Oh. So he's, I guess, what? You guys, that doesn't make sense. Anyway. <laughs> he published this book with, <laughs> really hard title describing in detail the distillation of wine and production of aqua vit- 
Vite or Vitae, which he described as the mother and mistress of all medicines. Right? Ooh. Okay. Someone else actually credits somebody altogether different, a professor of medicine named Arnaldus of Villanova of coining the term aqua vitae or vitae, um, which the translation into English is water of life. Aqua. Okay. V, right? Yeah. Like, um, and he said this name is remarkably suitable since it is really a water of immortality, it prolongs life, clears away ill humors, revives the heart, and maintains youth. Huh. And we have this all the way up to the 15th century, like a German physician, he also was kind of like extolling, extolling the benefits in, of this aqua vita stuff, right? He's like, so and the that point is that aqua vita people, stuff is basically just vodka, it, or it's no, like it is any, any, any of distilled, the, it started with yeah, any of the distilled, like okay, any of the hard so stuff, any liquor. of the hard liquor, yes, just anything that was distilled oh. from wine or beer, or anything. Okay, right? so interesting, and that's the thing you have to keep in mind, right? Like it's not. I thought, and that's what I was kind of why the research was kind of killing me was because, um. I didn't know if it was the precursor to vodka, if it was vodka and just a different name. Yeah. Right? But no, it was just kind of a broad term for any of the hard liquors. Okay. Right? Or distilled spirits, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But it slowly, it seems that this aqua vitae or vitae morphed into different things all over the place. Right. So again, it wasn't one recipe it wasn't one clear liquid that they all discovered and were like hey this is the tr elixir of life it's mm -hmm. it was all different shades and colors and everything right okay um so it's coming from different fermented products and it's distilled a different number of times and then sometimes it's flavored okay uh-huh but they're all coming out like they're it's spreading all over europe northern europe and everything but very close to each other, all around like the 1400s, you see the rise of whiskey, brandy, gin, vodka. So they're okay. all wow. suddenly, yeah, like Whoa. being refined. And people, countries are taking a liking to one specific kind of aqua okay. kind of thing. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like realize, they have like, preferences in certain places yeah. where it's like they've got a taste for gin over yeah. vodka like or they've got story, a taste for brandy. Or... Scotland? I read this story 18,000 times. I should remember it, but I don't. Some king ordered a bunch of the like aqua vita stuff to be made. But it turns out that the guy who made it actually made whiskey. So that was like apparently the first time Oh, whiskey kind of... Cool. Right? And so then they it, were like, this is the... so good. You need to make yeah. it again. Kind of like a recipe, right? Like make exactly. that exact thing again. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Cool. So it, the, like I said, they were, it was everywhere. So you have by the 1500s, like all over the world, right? Because as soon as people like, you know, the whole 1492, Columbus, yeah. the ocean blue, they took all of that distilling information technology to all the like colonies right so right well especially if they were get... thinking it's medicinal at that point and it's making everybody live longer right. and it's helping with everything exactly. of course they're going to spread it and it wherever feels they can. good they're like mm. yeah but keep in mind this is also the time when when whiskey and all those things are being made this is also the time where people are starting to drink it recreationally mm -hmm. so it's not just medicine yeah it's just now it's really like right because people yeah, used yeah, it yeah. they're like this is fun <laughs> Give yeah. me more medicine. Well, and it's addictive, right? Like alcoholism yeah. Yeah. and... Exactly. Wow. Interesting. So 
Scotland had whiskey. The Benedictine monks were making some crazy hard stuff in France. Mm -hmm. um, tequila was is one of the things, right? Um, Brazil had like one made from sugarcane, rum made with molasses. Like it's distilled. All these are distilled, right? right? And then this is the fun fact, and this is my <laughs> one crazy argument that maybe the Dutch should be credited with the yes. origination. Is that a word? Of vodka. Because. The Dutch are awesome. Uh, right. I mean, they're terrible. Netherlands had one of the <laughs> oldest <laughs> distilleries in the world, and they were the first to produce gin commercially. No way. So gin. Yeah. Ah. So about gin. So the distilled spirit was generally flavored with juniper berries. Yeah. The result was known as juniper. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. That is the Dutch word for juniper. The French changed the name to Geneva. I don't know how to say that, but... And then the English changed to Geneva. They then modified it to gin. No freaking way. Yeah. That's the Dutch so cool. were probably the earliest to distill drinks other than wine when they made the first gin. Oh my gosh. It's so cool because gin is on my list of like, I wanted to find out the origin of it. And now yeah. I can take it off my list because that's so cool. Like, that's well, awesome. You could probably, there's so much history here, you guys. That's why this research was a no, nightmare. Because I love that gin and whiskey and all of those they have their own incredibly distinct histories right so this is like just that's know, so like cool kind of stuff. i love yeah. that also apparently the name brandy was derived from the dutch word brand brando wine sorry if i'm saying that wrong again how would you say w-i-j-n i mean w-i yeah j-n yeah wine wine oh okay yeah and that meant burnt wine right so like going back to this burnt wine that's the original original thing right yeah of yeah that's how they a lot of all the cultures across the board were describing this early uh distilled alcohol burnt yeah wine because that's the first because wine was so readily available right but other yeah. countries they didn't have one because it was like expensive or they just didn't do it they had like other fermented like beer right right right, right. And so that's kind of like you can sort of understand the rise now of all this stuff where they're like, yeah. they have their fermented alcohols. They realize, oh, we can distill. And this information spreads like wildfire, especially yeah. since it's medicinal. Surgeons and doctors, they're all like, hey, guess what? This is great. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, all the people who are like, hey, this gets me drunker faster. It's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring it on. Life is terrible at this time. <laughs> yeah. And so this is an interesting thing that just I found randomly stated on the internet, but Russians liked the green spirit without the juniper flavor and named it vodka. And I'm like, uh, are they suggesting that they had it first? And then we're like, right. We it's don't interesting like because business. my sister, so like we got big into like gin and tonics and stuff in the last couple of years. And yeah. my sister for Christmas made me bathtub gin. She calls it bathtub gin. She didn't make it in the bathtub, but which I was Aww. disappointed to find out. Me too. I was like, I want you to make it in the bathtub next it tastes time. Tastes like head and shoulders. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so soapy? <laughs> she uses cilantro in it. No. <laughs> um, and, uh, she said she's like all she, like she had this recipe that you just take vodka, and you you add the flavoring to like you add juniper berries and you add all these other like spices and flavors and you let it sit and like 
just oh. soak the flavors into the vodka, but the vodka is the base for it. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, and I didn't I know, know that either. I thought for... gin was its own special thing. That's but what I, I thought. What's the difference? And gin, everyone is like, gin is just flavored vodka, basically. Yeah, I'm which like, is crazy oh. to me. So I'm like, how is it a separate thing than flavored right? vodka? But vodka isn't flavored until after right but like now right like flavored vodkas exist now no that's what i mean like flavored vodka is it's usually flavored like after let's make a juniper flavored vodka but sell it as juniper yeah (laughs) we'll call (laughs) see if anybody tells junica that's terrible i'm fired (laughs) so just want to note um uh, okay, this is all kind of interesting. Whatever. Let's get into this. Yeah. So by the 17th century, Holland became Europe's largest brewing and yeast center with the largest merchant navy, transporting huge volumes of grain from the Baltic to their coastal breweries and distilleries. Jeez. So they've got a... Uh, the Baltic, if anyone doesn't know, is right beside Poland and you. Know, so, right. Yeah. By 1600, the Dutch also had control of Europe's copper trade. Their technical skills and engineering prowess and distillation equipment directly shaped and influenced the industries of French brandy, West Indies rum, East European vodka, Southeast Asian Eric, and helped modernize Scotland's whiskey sector. Holy cow. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Whoa. And this is interesting. Um, in Scotland, Dutchman uh, uh, Henricus Van, oh God, I can't say his name, was recruited in the 1740s. <laughs> To advise the improvers of agriculture on how to improve the quality of aqua vita or vitae on country estates and encourage the expansion of distillation. So all the way up to the 1700s, the Dutch were like, you guys, you're dumb. Do it our way. We're, be- we're the best at this. Right? So, <laughs> I don't right. know. <laughs> maybe they're the rightful creators of vodka. And they're or not maybe... even mentioned in the vodka belt. But it could be that thing of like, because they had... Um, like the East Indie, like, like they were oh, so prolific yeah. with all of their trade. Like they oh, were dominant, Such right? Such an important thing. I'm dumb. So it could easily be that they, they picked up that, the distilling stuff from somewhere else potentially and yeah. just were like, this is awesome. We're going to do it here and we're going to sell right? it to everybody. Right? Like, I know. it's easy but enough honestly, to fun alcohol everyone's doing it in the backyards they had like major problems <laughs> up like i think in the 1400s even or 1500s where the government's like oh crud people are getting really drunk <laughs> we need to ban this stuff and then because like oh i'll get to that i guess yeah so, that would be interesting to see like when the first like alcohol laws came into play right oh it was like pretty much right away people were losing their minds so <laughs> because the money right but anyway yeah, right, um yeah. Okay, so some people were saying that the first time, well, one of the earlier times um, that people were recreationally drinking Aqua Vita was 1618, but it's, like, earlier than that. I don't believe for a second that it's, like, right? Like, 1500s, they were probably drinking recreationally. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it would have spread, like, wildfire like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, medicine, they care that much. <laughs> it became, like, what like what weed was before they legalized it here. It's like, oh, doctor, yeah. I have anxiety. <laughs> it's like, okay, oh. have this jug of alcohol. I know. And then I found this. Distillers who supplied Aqua Vita directly to the public were found in Italy as early as 1378, and royal houses began to employ distillers on their staff. By the 15th century, this is where German authorities had become concerned about 
the ills of public spirits consumption. Um, <laughs> as people with no medical experience began to set up stills at home and sell their wares on holidays in front of their homes. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lemonade stand. Oh my gosh. People are so predictable. Like we, we really honestly have not changed no. at all and it's one of my <laughs> most favorite things to look back in history because we look back as if it's some kind of and in movies and tv as if it's like some kind of totally distant time that existed and yes things were done slightly differently but at the same time we were just we're always just human we're always yeah. just trying to like make as much money as we can yes. get ahead take the pain away you know like mm-hmm. do stuff and not in wanting excess. to pay for things like we don't like wanna... my mom just told me a story that in Austria people were like getting what was it? I think like the medicinal at the apothecary thing or whatever the medicinal <laughs> alcohol to drink, and Austrians are like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "It's cheaper here." I'm like, sorry, see ya. Well, it's like until how recently were people drinking um, mouthwash because there was yeah. alcohol in it? Like they'll just yeah. get their hands on hand anything. sanitizer if they're desperate. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah. So just a few last, like, um, fun <laughs> facts. Okay, so vodka brands typically, I mentioned this earlier, but vodka brands typically bottle their vodkas at 40% ABV or 80 proof vodka. Okay. Um, but there's, and this is the argument going back to why it probably originated, like actual vodka proper originated in Russia or Poland, sorry, Holland or Netherlands. <laughs> um, so Spiritus is, um, I think, 192 proof. It's 96% alcohol. Um, It was approved a few years years ago to be sold in New York. Why? Uh, Vodka is... (laughs) The Polish-made spiritus vodka is the strongest liquor for sale in the U.S. Someone said, it's like getting punched in the solar plexus. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. So, for context, drugstore brand rubbing alcohol averages 91% alcohol. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That is um, insane. Also, uh, the Russians were, like, really cleaning up. They were the ones, I th- I'm pretty sure it was Smirnoff even, who was the first to filter with charcoal. Oh, okay. Correctly. So the Russians were kind of ahead of the game with, like, right. They're like, it. we like this. We need it to be stronger and better. But where a lot of this stuff happened was in... Poland, but like when Russia was oh, okay in control, right? So it's kind of like, but that's why they're so connected, right? Like, yeah, even po- like at one point, Poland was all connected to Lithuania. I'm like, when did that happen? Like, I don't know anything <laughs> about my own history, and I'm like, I'm dumb. But like, so it was really hard to say. Well, where did it start? Because the borders were changing every two minutes. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So back to our overarching theme across our whole podcast, marketing. Oh, here we go. I had to share this. I was I was <laughs> going to go into the whole Smirnoff story, but I don't care. So um, vodka, okay, the, some American, I think, he bought Smirnoff's th- recipe. He wanted to bring it back to the States, but it wasn't doing very well. And he's like, what do I do? And somebody... <laughs> helped him market it as Smirnoff, white whiskey. No smell, no taste. Huh. Right? So whiskey was so popular and they were like, it's whiskey the without whiskey. the smell and taste that and makes then, it whiskey. But this worked because everyone's like, we can mix it now. 
And that's where the whole cocktail craze just started. Right? Oh my gosh. Because you're not mixing whiskey really. No. Into complicated, you know, sophisticated cocktails. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. whiskey and Coke or whatever. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, the guy, one of the marketing guy helped create the Moscow Mule, supposedly mixing vodka with ginger beer. I didn't know that was even the Moscow Mule. That sounds wrong, but anyway. And last fun fact, yeah. a study conducted, I know, right? A study conducted on NPR's Planet Money podcast revealed negligible difference in taste, differences in taste between various brands of vodka, leading to speculation as to how much branding contributes to the concept of super premium vodkas. That's so bloody true. But we, I was talking about this again with my mom. I was asking questions about it because, but if you get some cheap vodkas, right, mm-hmm. you can get sit more sick on them. And the thing is, if you, like my mom said, when people tried to make their own vodka in particular, yeah. you, they could die from it because you can make a toxic yeah. thing. Not because they drink too much, but they you literally make it wrong and it kills you. Yeah. And But that's someone making it in their house. I know. But the actual brands, they have so many different steps. So if you think about what's the original fermenting thing, mm-hmm. how long do they ferment the product? If they don't ferment it long enough, maybe it's not as good. Maybe they ferment it too long and it's not as good, right? And right. what are they using as the base ingredient? Is it corn? Is it rye? Is it wheat? Is it, you know, potatoes? Right. Right? Because potatoes apparently make an inferior kind of... Right. Because it's isn't traditional. That the, like the cheap kind of... Because yeah. they didn't have anything else. And then right? distillation. How often? How much is it distilled? Mm-hmm. And how long is it distilled? Because there's apparently slower ways of distilling than... The filtration thing is it filtered, right? I mean, I think and it's how like anything it? it diluted. Like, there's obviously going to be better things and worse things, but mm-hmm. I think there is the argument that it's not always true that the most expensive ones are the best ones, right? Oh no, like, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I agree. I just feel like I can understand how because the cheap ones there are have cheap to be reasons, ones so that are cutting corners. Better. Yeah, and the fact that you know, I think people can tell the difference between the taste with vodka i think you can i think some people can i don't think a lot i think a lot of people who think they can probably can't right but you know what i feel like it's you know like the cider some taste synthetic and gross yeah some just aren't good yeah and i feel like that's where i would draw the line of like is it good or not right not that you know i just think so much of it because unless you're really good (laughs) yeah like (laughs) unless you're doing direct like straight shots of vodka and you mm-hmm. are know what you're drinking and you're ta- yeah. tasting it but yeah. because it is largely mixed with stuff i think like mm-hmm. i think that um it de- yeah depending i guess on what you're mixing it with but that can like mask a lot of it yeah mm-hmm. you're right i think if you like something though i think you can kind i think it's more about favorites and just preference rather than yeah quality right exactly it's because interesting because study with wine wine is the same it's kind of like the same thing people mm-hmm. they act like you know oh sommelier this and that and i'm like it's so interesting because yeah everybody has their own personal preferences right and yeah. i'm not picky about wine but mm-hmm. like i have a pretty like big threshold for it i've had some really good wines where i'm like mm-hmm. oh that's actually really good and i can tell that it's better you can tell yeah and I didn't really think I was able to distinguish a bad wine until I had a really bad one. And then I was like, oh, okay. It is yeah. possible for me to tell. Like, And now that, I, you know, depending on, like, how much I'm drinking, I can tell kind of what range yeah. I'm in for, oh, yeah. this is, like, definitely mediocre. Like, this is a cheap bottle. Yeah. But, you know, I'll still drink it I anyway. I feel like, and I, for me, I 
out of all the I don't drink a lot it's basically just apple cider or vodka Mm -hmm. and I don't have it by itself but I can tell when it's mixed and I can tell if it's like I in Mexico had some and it wasn't good right and I was annoyed because I could tell it was gross and I'm like what is this and so I said I want like yeah you have to ask the good stuff you have yeah yeah Yeah. and then I it was nice and it does go down smoother and I'm like Mm -hmm. okay so it's funny because my sister she has she's gonna kill me for saying this on (laughs) like making public but she has like a bottle I don't know if it's Grey Goose or something but she kept like a bottle of a really good vodka that somebody had given to her as like a gift when they came for a party or something yeah and she fills it with like Costco vodka or whatever like the cheaper vodka she just fills it up because she's like I'm not gonna spend money on this like I only ever have it at parties or whatever we're mixing it with stuff anyway I'm not buying the fancy stuff I don't care (laughs) and see yeah someone like my dad he notices big oh, well time, he would be able to tell yeah yeah for he's sure. like just on it where he's had mm-hmm. the cheap costco stuff like he had it with his brother because his brother doesn't care yeah and he's like oh my god this tastes awful why are we <laughs> drinking this and they mix it with like grapefruit juice and stuff yeah it's not just the plain stuff but yeah gr- see for me gray goose i'm not crazy about like it's not I don't know why people go crazy for it, right? Yeah. For me, vodka, I can't really tell the difference. I don't drink a lot of vodka, so I don't really Mm -hmm. know. But I can tell now that I'm drinking more gin that I can... I have certain ones that I like and certain ones that I don't like. Yeah. But some of them are, like, high-end ones that everybody mm. likes and they're everywhere oh, yeah. and it's like this thing and i'm like i actually don't like it I and like i avoid it. Yep. it now oh i have the same thing yeah it's like yeah. Grey goose it's like no one would say it's bad mm-hmm. i don't like it and it's like okay but anyway so the history of vodka. that was so fun kind of worked out like for a whole long episode yeah. why did you i did doubt it. my ability to talk for a whole hour <laughs> <I know. laughs> let's I mean, never doubt it again you did it well done my friend that was awesome and i'm happy to think that dutch people did something again i mean right? i'm sure they were a bunch of evil bastards and they took over a lot of places and they did some Everyone's terrible evil. things for sure but right. oh I, quick what? disclaimer th- or yes. whatever i'm not doing vodka as like weird secret pro russia thing i am not it was just i, I was kind of anybody thinking... would think that i know but i just <laughs> just because people are really hurting right now with the whole ukraine situation and i just wanted to say that i feel like this is the one thing that maybe would kind of like you know because it's not clearly a russian drink and i thought it was (laughs) it's kind of fun that maybe it was polish and maybe it was even like started in the ukraine like maybe it's it's one thing that can tie us all together (laughs) yeah there we go it's like it didn't come from them damn it (laughs) uh yay uh okay thanks for listening guys uh remember to like subscribe and review it really helps us out um you can also follow us on instagram we are at podcast.or.something or you can write to us at podcast or something at gmail.com if you have any comments or if you um, want us to cover a certain topic uh and we will talk to you later or something bye, bye.